0: Oh you better believe it is a special edition of the sports book right here on 760 WJR. I'll tell you partner, uh this would be a dynamic place. A uh, nice setting uh to do this particular radio program each and every week. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes, it's lovely. We're on the porch. We're looking out onto number 1. Yes. And it's beautiful out. The sun is still shining and we just played a wonderful 18.
0: Yeah, the 36th annual Catch Golf Outing. Um, I can't put into words uh, what this particular outing uh, means to me. Uh, in my, again, mediocre career, uh, I have been blessed to participate in many, many golf outings. And I love each and every one. Um, but I am a board member uh, of Catch. Uh, we will have a conversation with two very important people, Jim Hughes and Jim Burling. Coming up in the moments ahead. Uh, But, Jamie, the work uh, that Catch does, uh, the charity started by the legendary Sparky Anderson for children, is just paramount.
1: Yeah, and if people don't know what Catch does, we got a lovely um, story about all the stuff that they do last night at the Prelude Party. Sure. They raise money, lots and lots of money, for people and their families, the children who are sick, for things that you would never think of. For one family, um, I believe there was a fire and their child is going through some treatments at one of the hospitals and they lost everything. The Catch charity can help them with, you know, furniture, mattresses, beds, refrigerator. I heard one story, refrigerator for a young boy who needed medicine refrigerated and they didn't have a refrigerator. Things like that that you don't think of.
0: It's all encompassing and uh, they've been doing it so well for so very long. And uh, we're going to paint a picture for you as we do our broadcast from Red Run in beautiful Royal Oak, and uh, what a backdrop it has been. Uh, can't speak for you, partner. Uh, we, we were in different groups. We were. Uh, I had a great group. You never know who you're going to be paired with in situations like this. Right. Uh, it's a roll of dice. Right. <laughs> as the case may be. Uh, I had a great group from Forvia. They are automotive suppliers. And there was Josh, Ryan, Matt, and Rob. And, you know, at the beginning of the day, you go out, introduce yourself, and, you know, you you try to gauge whether or not they're serious players. Right. Are they out for a good time? Mm -hmm. You know the deal.
1: When you get there and you introduce yourself, it's like, what's the vibe? Are we trying to win? What is
0: the vibe? Are we
1: trying to have fun? Right. What are we doing here? I think I said those exact words verbatim, and they all laughed, and they were like, we're here to have fun. And I'm like, great. We're going to have a great day.
0: Well, and then you get to the first tee, and, you know, that's when I, you know, kind of try and, you know, get the true deal here. Are we here to win the thing? (laughs) No, that was immediately off the board. Right. Are we here to have some laughs and to play a little golf and maybe have a couple of beers along the way? yes they checked that box
1: yes so i want to give a shout out to my group then it was chelsea aj jose and rob and they were fantastic and no we did not win and i don't think you need to know our number just know that we had fun
0: numbers aren't important <laughs> but i i i will say this with a great deal of pride uh we finished eight under
1: okay you doubled us we and, were four
0: you know but it was just a good good time had by all and Again, everybody, uh, as a matter of fact, it was Rob, his company is the one that has been, you know, coming back to Catch for a few years now. And that's the most important thing is, you know, you repeat customers. Yeah. And so valuable to what Catch is all about.
1: I was with some PNC folks, and they sponsor this year after year, and they do some good work. There was an auto supplier there who was lovely and um, I believe a treasurer for one of the companies. So they were great people.
0: You had a diverse group.
1: Yes, yes, mainly PNC folks who sponsor this, though. And well, I said, great, Pittsburgh National. And then one of the guys had a Steelers putter cover. And I was like, I'm with the right group.
0: Interesting. How about that? What's the
1: chances? I know. Unless Jim Hughes knew and put me, I don't know, I'll ask him.
0: Yeah, put him on the spot, for, yeah. you know, because he is that kind of guy. He pays a lot of attention to detail. Uh, in any event, we will have uh, some flavor of this 36th annual catch golf outing coming your way, um, but also some simulating sports conversation, because by golly, that's why we're here. And with that being said, uh, thank you so very much to our great friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their continued support of what we do. It is a very big week, Jane, coming up for your Detroit Lions. Yes. Uh, saw the, uh, the legend. I think he's a legend. Uh, TJ Lang uh, out here at the outing today. And uh, Lions rookies uh, report to the Allen Park facility on Wednesday and full group on Saturday. First full workout on Sunday. And again, even, you know, with so many people coming up to talk about what the Lions are up to. Optimism is really, and I've been around for a little bit, Lions fan for a long time. All-time high.
1: You can't remember when they were picked to win the division? No,
0: I can't.
1: <laughs> I think I talked Some about... Some of the th- 90s, I think. Yeah. I talked about this on television, that the hype train is rolling, and it's still rolling, and we'll see how they can deliver. But, you know, all these lists are coming out. Ben Johnson was picked as the number one offensive coordinator in the league.
0: Well, he We got a, him. Yeah, he's a great story, because you remember at the end of the season, he was... A hot property as far as head coaching prospects go. And uh, I think once we found out that he came back to Detroit because he believed in what Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes had going on here. Now, look, you're a football coach. Your priority is to run your own program at the highest possible level. Yeah, you know what? I'm good doing what I'm doing.
1: There's Jose, one of my group partners. He was very good today. He's waving at us. Jose
0: said he was going to be uh your co-host. Uh <laughs> well, you're not uh, co-hosting. While we were having a little uh,
1: There's uh, Rob. <laughs> All right. Bye guys. They were fun. I told you.
0: His uh, You know what? Uh we should just convert the program to Spanish. And he come on, and he (laughs) said he was working on his English, but what a wonderful fellow. Yes.
1: Anyway, um, back to the Lions. Yes, the hype train is rolling, and I think they can deliver. I really do. And, again, talking about all these lists, C.J. Gardner-Johnson's on a list for his position group. Sure. Uh, Panay Sewell for his position group. The Lions have players. Let's see what they can do.
0: Well, and look, uh, when you're talking about coordinators, I got nothing but respect for Aaron Glenn. Uh, He himself... Uh, one out, interviewed uh, for some head coaching positions and had uh, a pretty good degree of efficiency. Um, but I'm happy that he's back. because... started out
1: rough. Uh, yeah,
0: of course they did. Uh, and, and look, there was a lot of finger pointing going on at Aaron Glenn.
1: Right, and was Aubrey Pleasant's all of it? I don't know.
0: Well, you know, a change was made, but I will tell you this. The defense that Aaron Glenn oversaw in the second half of the season was much different oh and by the way they've completely redone the secondary yes had a draft that uh, took care of some of the defensive needs and i think you're going to see a completely different result now there's a lot of folks under the impression that the nfc north will go through detroit for the next two to three seasons okay that's great to say and it sounds absolutely wonderful because we know aaron Rodgers, doofus is gone, mm-hmm. um, but you still got to play,
1: right? You still—that's why you play the game.
0: <laughs> Absolutely right, Herm Edwards.
1: Yes, no, you're a Nice, Herm
0: Edwards. Mm-hmm. Very well played. Uh, we're going to have a conversation with uh, two very important people, as it relates to why we're here at Red Run and Royal Oak, the Catch Golf Outing. Executive Director Jim Hughes is going to join us, as well as the General Manager of this amazing amazing complex mr joe marini is going to join us and give us a little inside uh what it takes to put an event like this on we'll have that and more as we continue it is the sportsbook on 760 wjr thank you very much for uh, sticking with us uh, happy to be with you here for the sportsbook here on 760 wjr steve and jamie here with you uh forgot to mention tony butler a longtime friend and engineer extraordinaire he's in charge of Whatever it is, is in charge up over there. There are a there.
1: lot of wires over there.
0: There's a lot of stuff that, you know, again, I hate to bore everybody with my Radio Shack background. I could probably figure it out, but, <laughs> you know, why bother? Uh, T, always great to see you, lad. Uh, happy to have with us for this the 36th Annual Catch Golf Classic, uh, the executive director and good friend Jimmy Hughes. Sir?
2: Steve, how are you, buddy? Good to see you again.
0: Oh. It just seems like yesterday we were at the 10th. I think we were. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah,
2: it's always good to see you guys. WJR has been such a great, great partner with us over the years. and um, Everything we ask for, you guys deliver on, uh, especially getting this kind of exposure. We're just thrilled. Jamie, it's always good to see you as well. Lovely
1: to see you, Jim. Thank
0: you. Wouldn't have it any other way, Jim. You know that. Um, you know, it is, uh, and, and, and being a board member of this great organization for a while, I am fully aware of what it takes to put an event like this together year in and year out. And uh, you've got uh, a wonderful staff, Miss Lynn, mm-hmm. uh, that's been by your side for a long, long time. Over 20 And you years. know what, Jimmy? Some way, somehow, it just falls into place, doesn't it? Yeah.
2: I think the common denominator has been Joe Marini, if you think about oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, we, do, we work on the thing 12 months out of the year. Well, it's ex- short of one day. And so that tomorrow one day, you're off. No, we're gonna we gotta unpack, unload, and get organized. Okay. and everything. but yeah, 364 days we, we work on it, and then on the 365th we just hand it over to Joe and his team, and we sit back and watch it happen. They're amazing,
0: you know. And we'll have a little chat with Joe. Known Joe a long time too, and uh, Joe, you have been uh, working elite golf courses as their golf clubs uh, for a while, and you've been at Red Run uh for a little bit of time now and i'm just going to tell you that this golf course as we played today is fine a golf course as i've played uh in recent memory everything is meticulous sir
3: well thank you jamie and steve thank you for having me on uh, i am honored to be here with you uh, red run and the membership and the staff is very honored to host uh the catch outing it's been near and dear to my heart for 23 years Knew mm-hmm. sparky pretty well have a lot of stories through over the years with our time with him together, he was so gracious and, and very thoughtful, and working with Jim, like you said, we literally are like a tandem, like you know uh, I can't explain it, but we've created this bond and friendship beyond catch and beyond Certainly. work into a, a great personal friendship together. so thank you.
1: I don't know what you did, but the pace was fast today. I was impressed outing.
3: myself, actually, yes. <laughs> it
1: was great. I didn't wait once.
3: It was about four and a half hours, which is kind of a record yeah. for that amount of people. You
0: what? know what, Joe? Uh, you know, the honest and good is truth is you know, we're living in a day and age uh, where you know, there are golf outings that has been the case for a long time. Some clubs have decided that they don't really want to be in the outing business anymore. But here you are, a few years deep. And we're not going to bring your other part of the resume into it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That was a hell of a course, too. By absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, open arms. That's the Joe Marini way.
3: Uh, that's how I kind of live my life. But something for the kids, for Catch, and for Sparky, and for Jim. It is. Um, we're honored to have it. And we're, we've kind of scaled back our outings in the fa- past few years, which is, makes sense for us. The Certainly. Club. But for something like Catch, we would definitely open our arms up to you guys and, and host you, and we're very honored that you would come here. And so it's a great partnership, again, with Jim uh, and Catch. It's been great.
0: Uh, Jimmy, let's talk about uh, you know how your position as executive director has changed. The one thing that hasn't and needs to be pointed out immediately is the need that Catch has provided for a long, long time.
2: Yeah, so when Sparky started Catch in 1987, his goal was just to – Fund some things that, that, that hospitals don't provide, insurance doesn't cover, and, and the parents can't afford that improves quality of life. He doesn't want to put a wing on a building or fund research. He wanted to make an instant impact. So the first year we gave out $50,000 to each hospital, Children's Hospital in Henry Ford, and for, for things like car seats for babies, replacement of furniture for for economically disadvantaged um, parents and um, just just the little things that make such a huge difference and what blows me away and it would blow Sparky away $50,000 in 1987 this year we're giving out $600,000 wow. we gave out the first half of that wow. in, in April which pushed us over $10 million to the two hospitals since since Sparky started this thing and and what that is I believe it's a board of trustees that, that is so passionate about the mission it's a media, a media community that really embraces the mission. And it's generous corporate sponsors who come back year in and year out. Yeah, we have, we have attrition. We have to replace some. And then some of the celebrities that we have that play in this thing are, are top-shelf, first-class individuals, present companies
1: right
0: here. Oh, I mean, yeah. the biggest, <laughs> I would think. Hello. <laughs> I
1: think we get clamoring for us in the group.
0: Well, a couple of hacks here, but what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, the Prelude Party, always very special and very proud. Of our own Antonis, uh, yeah. won the uh, Distinguished uh, Award for Media uh, last night, well-deserved, and Mike Tarico as well. No, um, Mike,
2: we're going to honor him in uh, October at Oh, night of oh that's right, that's right. Dave Coolier right. last yes. night. Yes.
1: Who was really oh funny. Oh, my God,
2: he was hilarious. I mean, we know, we know how funny he is. Right. But, but he delivered. Yeah. Over the top, it was awesome.
0: Well, he's only been doing it for how long now? <laughs>
1: Well, Dave in Ann's speech, she was like, I'm looking out at a full house, wink, wink. And then Dave did the cut it out. And I was like, well, I've seen all I need to see. This is why I'm here. But he was really funny. And he has moved from Los Angeles back to Detroit and couldn't be happier. He loves being back in his hometown. He loves playing hockey with his old guys he used to play hockey with. And he loves this charity. Yeah. So I think it was great last night, yeah, the Prelude Party. It really was.
2: It was funny. He, he noted that in the letter that we sent him about the award, said, and you know because you received this award, one of these awards yourself at our golf party. We, I did. We like to proud. keep. We like to keep it going. And um, we tell him like five to seven minute acceptance speech, and he's got this legal pad <laughs> <laughs> 10 pages deep. He goes, I'm used to doing an hour and a half every night. Come on. <laughs> I walked by
0: Ann's office uh, late last week, and she was penning hers, and beads of sweat were on her <laughs> forehead. And I said, you're going to just – be Just fine. You're going to kill it. Eloquent so. as always. Oh, uh, very well said, Jim. Uh, that is Ann Thomas. Uh, Joe, let's talk about uh, the world you got going on here at Red Run. Uh, I've had the pleasure playing out here. I don't mean to name drop Doug Bernstein.
3: <laughs> I love Doug Bernstein. Whatever. Great member. Whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> but he speaks so highly of everything that you have done. And it's not easy no, running not a club not. of this stature honestly because you've got to please the masses and clearly you've done a wonderful job of that
3: well you got to have vision you got to have culture and you got to have a great team behind you and i'm nothing without my team that i have in the board of directors and the membership so it all kind of comes together you align your values with the member values and everything just kind
0: of blossoms from there has it changed post-covid as far as what people expect because that seems to be one of the themes in our nation post-covid that people expect a little bit, for I think, whatever reason. I think the
3: biggest change is the members during COVID really embraced their club and came here because it was their safe zone because you couldn't go anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more getting supplies and, and, and product is the hardest challenge right now because of supply chain issues. I think that's the biggest thing we face. Yes. Hmm. And, and the price increase. But other than that, if you can combat that and have a plan, it just all comes together if you're, if you're working close and working together. And here at Red Run, the membership is just fantastic. I can't tell can you
1: Can we how. agree the worst COVID thing that was done was the pull noodles in the cups for golfing? What was the point of that?
3: I have no idea. I still can't figure it out. <laughs> like seriously, I don't know. Wait a minute. I mean, what is this trend?
1: When you couldn't put your hand in the cup to get your
3: ball oh, during COVID, they right. had the yeah, pool yeah. noodle
1: down there. Yeah, that was yeah. silly.
3: There was a lot of things that seemed silly now, right? Reflecting back, and it
1: was scary at first. So it sure you know, was I'm not knocking it, but that was that part was a little silly.
0: You know, everybody in their own card. <laughs>
1: or the the plastic thing in between. The yeah, that was people. a hoot. We had that.
4: Uh, we had it all. I mean,
3: yeah. we, we literally had. I was on a phone call for four months straight with my management team at 11 o'clock for an hour just talking about everyday changes and listening to – watching the TV and listening to the radio to see what was new out there and what you had – protocols you had to protect yourself with and the members and guests. So it was interesting. It was a really challenging time. But I think coming out the other end, Red Run is is healthy – uh, we just spent about $8 million on renovation in the last year and a half between the golf course and the clubhouse. And like I said, the, the community of Rider On is very strong right now.
0: And it couldn't have worked out any better, Joe. And I'm sure Thank the uh, the membership reflect that because, uh, you know, the bunkers are unbelievable. Uh, the deal you did on the 18th green, and this is maybe inside baseball for a lot of people, um, but um, just tremendous. Just tremendous.
3: Thank you. Bruce Hepner's is our architect, and Rob Stegers is our superintendent. And together – between those two and myself and some committee members, we really were challenged to fix our 18 green because it was impossible pin placements. And now it was hard. It was very hard. And now it's it's fantastic.
0: Uh, it's
1: finishing hole.
0: That's yeah, a great yeah. finishing hole, isn't it? Yeah. There's been some uh, dollars won and lost on that.
1: I will say, this may not be new because this is my first time playing here, but being able to hit the halfway house multiple times during the round and have it central like that (coughs) is amazing.
3: Isn't that great? We just built it. Just opened it last year. Oh, so it's new? It's brand new. I
1: love it. in that outdoor bar and everything, you did a a great job. Thank
3: you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Generates a lot of revenue, too. It's great. I'm sure
1: it does. (laughs) And what a coincidence. They (laughs) They stock your wine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have the Sauv Blanc. Thank you. Appreciate you.
0: Jimmy, I'm sure you're working on number 37, aren't you? We're thinking about it. <laughs> uh, put us down, please.
2: Okay, you're in.
0: You're in.
3: Joe, can we put you down? Absolutely. <laughs> he just committed 38 states and half of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, Absolutely. We would love to come back here. I'm right? honored to have you guys here. Uh,
0: Jimmy, thank always you. a pleasure, my friend. Steve, thank you so much. Thank talking. you so much for everything you do. Appreciate everything. Very Thanks, much. A pre- Joey. You, Steve, thank you. So much. Uh, Thank you so very much much for everything. I look forward to seeing you right back here a year from now. You
3: got it. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Jim Hughes, executive director of Catch Joe Marini, the great general manager here at Red Run. We'll have more of the sports book coming your way. Put your mic on. You've been doing this long enough there, Jim Hughes. (laughs) Oh, Oh. Tony Butler. He's a seasoned veteran for crying out loud. The guy knows what he's doing. Uh, All right, we'll have more coming up for you as we continue here on WJR. Yeah, and what a day it was, uh, as it usually is for the catch-golf outing. And uh, as that guy said, the 36th annual. And uh, there was not a bubble in the day. A lot of folks coming out to uh, beautiful red run here in Royal Oak and just having a day. And uh, to say for a very worthy cause would be the understatement. Of the new millennium. Can we still say that? The new millennium? Sure. I don't know. sure. Uh, but a, a great day indeed. And uh, a lot of it is possible because of the hard work of our next guest. Uh, I've known Jim Berline for a while. We've won this thing, for crying out loud. Uh, and bragging, <laughs> That's what's important. <laughs> bragging is not my style. Uh, but he is the CEO of Catch and does some amazing things. Jimmy, always a pleasure, my friend.
4: Yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for all you do for Catch.
0: Well, uh, you know, year in and year out, this thing just comes, people have a wonderful, wonderful time, and then they come back the following year. And, Jim, that may be the most important sentence I say all day long.
4: You're right, because every year we don't have to go find all of our sponsors all over again. A majority of them automatically come back. And then they bring their their groups, because the groups want to stay together. So every year, it's not like starting over. We have to replace a couple of groups, um, and it's just kind of on an automatic pilot. We have to deliver, then a great experience. Um, and Jim Hughes and his team and the board is so supportive that when you come to the catch-out and you know you're going to get great food, it's going to be a great golf experience, and a lot of nice people are here. And then we remind them of where their revenues are going to go, where their funds are going to go and some of the stories of the things we do to, to impact kids' lives in our community. It's it's pretty humbling and pretty amazing.
1: I know from the media perspective, we're invited to a lot of golf outings, but yeah. I know in our community, we're always like, catch is what we always do. Are you going to be a catch? See it, catch. Catch is what we love to come to. And we come to every year because you guys bring such a wonderful experience to us.
4: Yeah, it, it's, it's really neat because you're right. There are a lot of outings on Mondays, but catch is the one that people kind of, earmark. Right. They know it's the third money in July. Okay, now I'll work around that one. Exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, to show you how, how long I've been around, uh, was in a uh, celebrity softball game uh, years ago. Uh, Sparky uh, was on hand, and it was at the time, Jim, uh, that catch was in its infancy. And <clears throat> I was at second base, and Sparky was out there, kind of an umpire. And he's telling me about what his goal was of this newfound charity uh, that he was launching. And again, it was, uh, it was relatively new. And the passion that Sparky had in his voice about how many youngsters in the inner city were overlooked uh, from a health standpoint. Uh, they were ill. And there was just not the financial means to address that. It hurt him. Right. And so here we are years later, and Sparky is long gone, but I know for a fact that he is looking down, beaming at the work that you and Jim Hughes and Lynn and everybody have done the board uh and, and and that's a pretty warm feeling, isn't it?
4: absolutely, This is so far beyond what he could ever imagine uh, It was going to become uh, the first couple of years it was the garage sale in somebody's right. garage and let's get a few jerseys and baseball bats together and see if we can raise a couple hundred dollars. Last year, we gave over $600,000 in one year to the two hospitals. And every year, because our endowment is at a certain size now, we will give more every year uh, indefinitely. So it's a great thing, and Sparky would just be, you got to be kidding me. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah,
1: I like that it's about... Creating better lives and quality of life while families are going through the hardest times of their life and yep. trying to help them in ways You wouldn't think give us a story of how this fund helps
4: well at it, it, every one of our board meetings we have Examples uh, of these stories from the both general uh, children's and Henry Ford Hospital mm-hmm. They kind of remind us why we're doing what we're doing and if we sat and brainstormed all day of what possible things kids could need We wouldn't even begin to deal with reality. I mean, you you talk about a little kid who had a severe illness. He was at the hospital. Uh, They're going to send him home. His medication needs to be refrigerated. The family has no power or they had no refrigerator. So even if it was home, there's nowhere to refrigerate the medication. So cats would step in and buy the refrigerator, pay the utility bill so the child can go home and and you know, continuous recovery. Kids with uh, Sparky would always identify things like a kid gets sent home and he's in a wheelchair. Well, there's no wheelchair ramp. How was mom going to even right. get the child into the house, or um, equip a bicycle because the kid can now get home, but he can't live like a normal kid. So we'll we'll have a handicapped bicycle made. It's just pretty incredible. the the, the Uh, hardships that people go through and what their parents and siblings go through. Uh, And so we're able to impact a lot of them every year.
0: Well, you know, Jimmy, here we are in 2023 in an uncertain economy. I mean, uh, according to uh, various reports, we've been uh, knocking on recession's door for a little bit of time. Uh, Certainly there's been inflation. Uh, Everything costs more. Uh, So from that standpoint, there are a lot of folks wondering, do I get groceries or do I pay for my medication and in a perfect world, uh, people wouldn't need assistance that catch provides, but that need has not lessened at all
4: no it doesn't matter how much money we raise, the demand will always exceed um, our ability to raise funds, so that's also a motivation let's just keep doing it because we'll just be able to to uh, impact more kids and their families. And then uh, on a
0: lighter note, uh, I I heard through the grapevine that uh, you finished second again. Yeah,
4: damn. (laughs) Jim, what's... You
1: let someone else win this year?
4: Yeah, a couple of my partners, he's rimmed out some putts, and I got to talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were talking earlier about, you know,
0: people coming back, because I know for a fact that that's the way it is here with Catch. Yeah. You play in it, you have a wonderful time, and you want to sign up for next year. Those guys that lipped out the putts, they, they're they not invited they, back. They, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> they, they're on a simulator right now. <laughs> they're working on their Fix, game. Fixing that problem. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, it's uh, wonderful, uh, Jimmy, the work that you have done. Uh, like I say, along with Jimmy Hughes and, and the board and, and, and everything. And it's, you know, 36 years strong now. And maybe when Sparky started this, uh, he didn't know how long something like this golf classic would last. Right. But, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly indications that we're just getting started.
4: Yeah, you know, there. that was one of our big worries. When you have an event that's that the name, there's a namesake, and when that person isn't here anymore, what happens? Uh, and when Sparky passed away, it just reinforced us that the charity was bigger than the person. And we certainly miss him. Certainly. But we didn't lose a bit in our revenue and our sponsors and uh, the people who wanted to play. We just kept going. Um, but it's why we keep his name on it, because it was his vision, his mission. And we always remind ourselves as we make decisions at the board meeting, what would Sparky do? Aww. What would he want us to do? And that's how we make our Well,
0: decisions. and kudos to the sponsors too, Jim, because, you know, hard economic times affect everybody. Individuals, corporations. Uh, which happens to be a large part of the sponsorship. And uh, it'd be very easy, I think, sometimes for the corporations that have been involved forever. Toyota, the presenting sponsor for Crying Out Loud, to say, look, things have changed a little yeah. bit. We, I don't know, but they don't. Yep, and right that's there. so vital.
4: Yep, that's absolutely key. You're exactly right.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you so very much for spending some time with us.
4: Uh, uh, and next year, if we win this thing, I'll be back. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> It may have a different team, but what we
0: to I was going to say. Yeah, you not, dropped those guys already. Yeah, not with the dudes that lift them out today.
4: Don't know if no, we'll no, ever see yeah, them again. The, are nice? Right.
0: Jim Berline, thank you so very much. Thank you so much. The CEO of Catch, Jim Berline, spending some time with us here. You got Steve, you got Jamie, you've got the sports book right here on 760 WJR. Oh, once again, what a day uh, here at Red Run. And uh, hopefully. Uh, we brought you a little bit of a flavor uh, that goes into putting an outing like this on. And, uh, look, I know a lot of you don't play golf, um, but a lot of you have children. And you know what that takes from time to time to keep them healthy. And, Jamie, that's why we're here.
1: Yeah, and I was telling you guys, now that I'm a mother, my heart is soft. And whenever I hear that kids need anything, okay, sign me up. What do I need to do? And this is such a great cause.
0: Funny how that happens. Yeah. Because I'm right there with you. And uh, I've been blessed to have two healthy uh, kids and and, and two, soon to be three, uh, grandchildren um, that are healthy. And I don't take that for granted. Right. So anytime uh, there's a family in need. Uh, when it comes to, uh, comes to the youngins, I'm right there.
1: Right. Let's sign me up. What do we have to do? Uh,
0: meanwhile, uh, Yodi Choi Tigers kicking off a four-game series in Kansas City uh, against the beleaguered Oil uh, Royals. Not a very
1: good team. I know, but the Tigers don't seem to beat the teams they should beat.
0: True enough. Although, they get the second half of the season uh, in Seattle, taking two or three, winning that series against the – Pretty decent Mariners Club. The third
1: game they didn't have any offensive power, but that's okay, I guess. Zero. They won the series.
0: Uh but it's probably a nice balmy hundred and twenty in Kansas City tonight. (laughs)
1: At least they're not in Phoenix.
0: I mean for oh, that heat wave. Are you kidding me? What's going on?
1: Don't you appreciate that you live in the state of Michigan right now?
0: I I wouldn't have it any other way. And I've said this time and time again. We get a little snow from time to time. There's a storm every once in a while. Right. You know, it gets cold in the wintertime.
1: But we don't have hurricanes. Nothing. It's not
0: 115 degrees right now. No typhoons. Uh, Matt Manning on the bump for the Tigers tonight to kick off the series. Of course, the last time he took the hill, uh, part of a no-hitter.
1: Combined.
0: Yes. uh, With Mr. Lang and Foley. And uh, I, I like this dude. Yes. Am I going to go back down this road where I like it? Look, there's six games out. You've
1: been on their train. They're, yes. You're on board. You're following.
0: I just need him to catch fire. Well, and, you
1: know who else is watching? Scott Harris. He said he was. And he's going to decide what to do in two weeks at the trade deadline by how they're doing in the division.
0: Yeah, the uh, trade deadline in Major League Baseball is August 1st. Um, now, again, uh, as People's Exhibit A, uh, go back to the Red Wing season, uh, right here on the program. Remember, Jim, uh, we were saying that they are right in the thick of it for a wild card spot, mm-hmm. and then they went to Ottawa in late February, and right. they lost both games back to back, and that's when Stevie Y said, "No, we're not a we're not a playoff team. I'm going to make some deals." Now, is Scott Harris? What does he do? You're six games out. I think there are eleven games under five hundred. Um, I'm sure Scott Harris is not perceiving this team to be a legitimate playoff team right now.
1: But I think he might not sell as much if they start to contend a little bit, because they'll keep him for next year. It's not like he's going to bring some big free agent in right now.
0: Right. Uh, But some names who've been thrown around as potential trade bait. uh, Alex Lang, the aforementioned. Eduardo Rodriguez. Spencer Torkelson, mm-hmm. his name has been thrown around a little bit because scott harris didn't didn 't bring him into the organization, and depending on who you talk to i think I think uh, torque is uh, swinging about a lot better uh, this year, obviously than last year when he was maybe a little overwhelmed, um, but is he the first baseman of the future in scott harris 's eyes
1: well you 'd have to ask Scott Harris,
0: I guess, but I think torque has turned the corner a little bit. Every once in a while, I, I think he has. And then he'll struggle again. And I think not only offensively, um, because I think he's a lot more dialed in than what he was. He's still like a 260 hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the full pause in the infield right? that kind of catches me by surprise.
1: Also, who's someone who's sort of regressed? Do you, you see the at-bats for Javi Baez? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is he swinging at? I don't know.
0: Because he was, he, look, he climbed a mountain after he was benched in Toronto I earlier know, this year. I know, and he was hot. He, he was, was climbing the mountain, man, and, 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 and hitting well.
1: Yeah. And now. In the ninth inning, he's, it was like at his uh, ankles.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But no one's going to eat that contract. No, I know. He's here.
1: You know who's really excited about the Red Wing season? Darren McCarty. I saw, saw him, him over at the halfway house.
0: Saw him. He is yeah. a... Big believer in the Iser plan.
1: He very much is.
0: And uh, you know, he, you bring aboard, uh, and you know, I also had a nice conversation with Mickey Redmond, the Mick. Uh, you know, you bring aboard Alex DeBrinket, and there's a two-time forty-goal scorer uh, can put the biscuit in the basket, as they say, and that's what Steve Eiserman said he wanted to do: mm-hmm. bring aboard some goal scores
1: and bolster that power play.
0: Yeah, and uh, so, you know. Eh, Look, we've been on the wall here in Detroit sports for a while.
1: Don't I know it? Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) I came to WDIV in 2013. What have I covered?
0: (laughs) Well, you've covered. You know, there's been some games. I went
1: to two Lions playoff games, one in Dallas, one in Seattle. Losses, L's.
0: Yeah. Well, as we spoke earlier, uh, the the optimism for this 2023 Lions team is at an all-time high. I say that with a tremendous sense of confidence.
1: I don't think we have to go anywhere. They're going to host a playoff game.
0: Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you living We're, right um, on the branch Where's there. the Kool-Aid?
1: Right? This isn't wine. This is Kool-Aid.
0: I've had uh, so much Lions Kool-Aid over the years. And, you know, talking to some dudes earlier, uh, to be a Lions fan, it has hurt <laughs> for a long, long time.
1: Well, I wish this year is positive for you, Steve.
0: We're going to be there every step of the way. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, our time from Red Run is over. Tony Butler, thank you so very much, as always, my friend. Tony. Uh, thank you uh, to the fine staff back at the Golden Tower. Jamie, will do it again next week.
1: See you Monday. All right. Thanks for listening
0: to the Sportsbook here on WJR.